At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome in to another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host at Danny Burke Five. Where you can get in touch with me on the tweets at VEASAN Live for the Vegas Stats and Information Network. Tonight, it is the middle of the week, so you know how we kick things off. It is time for midweek movements, which we will get to momentarily. But don't worry, we've got plenty of games that have seen significant line movement that we will discuss in a little bit. Afterward, Tim Benz, host of the Pittsburgh City Cast, will share his thoughts on his beloved Steelers. If he still has hope for them this season, getting a much-needed win this past weekend against the Broncos. What does that mean for the Steelers down the road in terms of division odds, win total, and odds to make the playoffs, and just his overall outlook of the AFC North? We'll discuss that with Tim in about 15 minutes. And then in a half hour, VEASAN host Wes Reynolds will be sharing some of his best plays for the upcoming weekend and Thursday night football, actually. So we'll touch some NFL and college with Wes. Excited to talk about that with him. Always love giving his insight, and he's a Midwest guy himself, so like to get his thoughts on some of those local teams. So pumped to talk with Wes in about a half hour. Then at the end of the show, because it is Wednesday, as we already mentioned, what we typically do as well is talk about some of these NFL futures. And I know we've been talking MVP, and I said we'll you know continuously update that, but I found a couple different avenues that I thought were a little bit more interesting for this week, because MVP... You know, yes, it's very volatile right now, but in terms of value, I just don't know if there's any clear-cut value as of this moment. We know Josh Allen's a front-runner, so we're going to take a break this week on MVP. We're going to look at some win totals for a specific team, and then how about a receiving future to lead the league in passing, or receiving yards, excuse me. So uh, we'll touch on that, and then I got some college football plays as well, which I'll dish out. So plenty to get to on tonight's show, but let's begin like I said we would. And as we typically do with midweek movements, the lines that have moved significantly enough for us to mention heading into NFL Week 6. Let's get it kicked off with the exciting matchup between the Bears and the Packers this Sunday. And if you don't really understand or haven't heard what this segment is, really it's just like I kind of mentioned, the games that have had the biggest alterations in terms of the spread or the total. And for this game with the Packers and the Bears, we've seen it really in both sides being the spread in the total with some movement. Green Bay opened up as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Now they're up to a four-and-a-half-point favorite, and really that got bet up immediately to Green Bay now laying four in the hook. 
and you haven't seen any buyback necessarily on the Bears. If you want to lay the four and a half with Green Bay, you're still laying minus 113 at Bet Rivers as opposed to taking the four and the hook with Chicago. You're only laying minus 108. Total has seen some love go to the under 46 now at 44 and a half minus 110 each way. I get why you would think this would be a lower scoring game, especially in, in a division rivalry type of matchup. But, you know, defensively, Green Bay is banged up. We understand that. And we've seen the liabilities they present defensively, especially in the secondary. They're allowing over 230 passing yards per game. But you have questions still with Justin Fields, right? I mean, do you know if he's 100% healthy? He said he was good to go today. And look, even if he is 100% healthy, he hasn't really been slinging it consistently because they haven't needed to, per se, when he's been in the quarterback situation, aside from that Browns game. Yes, you want to rely on the run game if you're Chicago, but at some point you're going to have to inevitably be playing keep up with Aaron Rodgers. He's going to break through this secondary at one time or another. And the Bears are allowing over 250 passing yards per game. So Aaron Rodgers will do Aaron Rodgers things. Can Justin Fields keep up enough? And frankly, I think he can do it sufficiently for some point, maybe not the whole game. He's going to need to in the second half if the Bears are looking to cover that four and a half or even have a chance to win. But if this total keeps creeping down, if it gets to 44, I might be curious to take a look at that over because, again, we're not really afraid of the Packers not being able to put up points despite the Bears' defense having good efforts recently. But can the Bears provide it offensively themselves? This Green Bay defense has been a little bit of Swiss cheese here and there. So let's see if Justin Fields can get about 18-plus completions. And if he can, and if you believe he can, then I actually think the movement to the under is the wrong direction, and I would go over. But that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It just means you could take advantage of that better number. So we'll keep an eye on that total. And as for the spread, now at 4.5, you know, we talked about this with Dan Leach on Monday. If anything, I would look to taking the points with the Bears. But we also talk about teasers on Teaser Tuesday, of course, and you want to get through the key numbers of 3 and 7. But... You tease up the Bears by six here to catch in 10 and a half in a division game at home off of a good momentum win. Hey, that may not be a bad look as well, but the movement has gone toward the Packers on the spread and the total has dipped toward the under for that NFC North rivalry matchup at Soldier Field. Let's move on to another NFC North team, though, and this squad going on the road. That's Minnesota taking on the Carolina Panthers. This one has the Panthers as the home well, at first they were the home favorite. They opened up minus one and a half. Total opened up 47 and a half. Then it flipped. It crossed the zero. And now we see Minnesota as a one point favorite in this game. Is it shocking to see that? No, not necessarily. I mean, I think the jury's still out on Carolina, whether we can fully trust them or not. And if they're getting back Christian McCaffrey, yes, that's going to be huge for this team. But on the other side, you got a guy equally as dominant in Dalvin Cook. Both of these guys are injury prone who is going to be the most consistently dominant in this game. Uh, total actually has dipped from 47.5 to 46. I guess I'm a little shocked to see that, but if both of these teams are going to rely on the running backs, then you know, that's going to be taking a lot of time off the clock. So I guess you can make that case for it going toward the under. But when we were looking at this game, it was funny because Minnesota, of course, was a great teaser opportunity when they were catching about 1.5. But now you may get that opportunity with Carolina. They are just catching one, but wouldn't be surprised if you see a one and a half sooner rather than later. This one, I'm really torn on, honestly, and I wouldn't disagree if you pick one way versus the other because Minnesota does have the talent and capability of being, you know, more of a top-tier team in this league. They just have had, you know, play after play and mistake after mistake that has killed them from having their record reversed, really, and being arguably at the top of the NFC North, but that's just a curse of the Minnesota Vikings. So if you bet on them, you know, Godspeed, and if they lose, that's on you because you realize how frustrating this Minnesota team can be. Ten-point favorites last week and only winning by the field goal at the very end against Detroit. But the movement has gone toward Minnesota, so maybe some trust going that way from sharp betters and the total getting some action to the under from 47.5 down to 46. All right, let's move on to Cleveland now. This is going to be a heck of a game. The Browns hosting the Cardinals. Can Arizona remain undefeated in this spot? Well, the initial line is kind of gravitating toward it being no. I mean, it opened three in favor of Cleveland coming off that loss on the road against the Chargers. Total open 54. That is dipped all the way now to 49 and a half. And I actually agree with that. I mean, 54 is an absurd total. I get that it was a huge shootout last week for Cleveland. But again, this is a team that loves to run the ball. 
The Cardinals on the other side, yeah, their offense didn't look too great last week against their division opponent in San Francisco, who does have a good defense, but it is going to be tougher on the road against another stellar defense in Cleveland. So completely agree with the movement to the under. I don't know if I would touch it right now, 49 and a half. If it somehow creeps up to about the 50 or above range, then we could start you know, having serious considerations for the total going under. But the spread originally, it dipped down to two and a half. So the Cardinals were getting some love at the beginning of the week. But now you've seen some, you know, relatively recent money go back to Cleveland and they have the Browns now as a three-point favorite. So this has gone back and forth. But in terms of the significant movement, the under is what has really taken a hit. 54 down to 49 and a half. And if you're listening or watching the show on Tuesday, you know, the Cardinals were a team that I did tease up when they were catching two and a half as a road dog from plus two and a half to plus eight and a half. Of course, would still like to look at that if you haven't done it yet, getting them from three to nine. I think they keep it close. Do I think they win? You know, I'm not too convinced on saying that it, with just full conviction, but hey, I think it's going to be a close game. So take a look at the teaser for Arizona. and Consider the under if it pops back up a little bit because that's where the big movement has gone in Cleveland with the Browns and the Cardinals. All right, let's go to New England now. Patriots, Cowboys. Man, this one is this one's perplexing in terms of a betting standpoint because you saw how non-dominant this New England team was against the Texans, right? As a road favorite, everybody was kind of expecting them to go and just be absolute beasts on the road. But, you know, the line kind of got out of hand, and I was siding with the team being Houston, and they kept it close, of course, because this Patriots offense hasn't been lighting up the scoreboard by any means. Yeah, I know they looked very solid against Tampa Bay, but that game just had so many storylines around it that it almost seemed impossible not for it to come down to the wire, which it did. But movement for this one... Had Dallas as a two-point favorite at the opener. They went up to four, but now it's back down to three and a half. So we do see the Cowboys as a three and a half point road favorite. They're up to minus 167 on the money line. Patriots catching plus 148. And so not only have we seen the line movement go toward Dallas from two up to four and a half, but the total is getting some love to the over. 48 now up to 51 and a half at Bet Rivers over under minus 110 each way. Again, you know, you would think that any game Dallas is involved with, yeah, the over has a good chance of hitting. But their defense has taken improvements, as we have seen be evident so far this season. And I just don't know if I'm fully there with New England offensively. They like to run the ball a lot, you know, barring that game against Tampa Bay where they were forced to throw because that was the weakness of the Bucks' defense. But look, you got Diggs out there as being an absolute playmaker and getting picks left and right. I don't know if I like this total going over. I would take advantage of maybe going under at this point, but I do completely agree with Dallas getting some love on the spread here. And it's not to say I would bet it now that you're over the key number of three, but if it gets back down to three, then we may be kind of looking a little bit more legitimately into Dallas in this spot against New England. But that one's very tricky. And then finally, Sunday night football, Steelers and Seahawks. No Russell Wilson, no faith in Seattle, apparently. Three and a half is what Pittsburgh opened at, up to five now in favor of Pittsburgh. Total has dipped slightly, 43 down to 42 and a half. That seems to be the right movement. Pittsburgh, we know they're in inept, uh, inept offense at this point. Relatively solid defense if they're healthy. Seahawks, who knows what they're going to be now without Russell Wilson. That's going to cap it off for all the midweek movements, which we always hit on in the middle of the week. Coming up next... We're getting an NFL update in the AFC North. Tim Benz, host of the Pittsburgh CityCast, will share his thoughts on that division and more coming next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. The Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh city casts are up and running. And remember to check out the Los Angeles city cast with Danielle Elvari. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast. Get prepared to bet on your local teams with five episodes every single week. Okay, welcome back to Rush Hour here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Danny Burke, your host, and we are live out of the Bet River Sportsbook in Des Plaines, Illinois. Crowd's packed here. Hey, we still got plenty of action all around the sports betting platform and plenty more to discuss on the show. VEASAN host Wes Reynolds coming up next. But first, we've got some AFC North to talk about and get an overall division update on. And who better to discuss it with than Tim Benz, host of the Pittsburgh City Cats. You can catch him on Twitter at Tim Benz PGH. Tim, a pleasure as always to have you on. Uh, let's talk about your Steelers, man. As of this point, you know, Pittsburgh, I'm sure, is having you pull your hair out. You probably had a little bit higher expectations than what we've seen actually come to fruition as of this point. But, you know, all these rumblings with Big Ben, and Pittsburgh certainly has dealt with their injuries defensively. How are you feeling about your squad as of this point in the season? Well, I don't think expectations were all that much higher at this point record-wise if you did the whole win-loss, win-loss, win-win, loss-loss thing at the start of the year because I think every Steelers fan would have been well within their rights to say, okay, they're going to be 2-2 two and two after four weeks. They're probably going to lose to the Packers and the Bills, maybe win the two games in between. Well, the fact that they lost two at home to Vegas and Cincinnati was jarring, and then to lose the manner that they did on top of that out in Green Bay, um, you know, people really started to question what they were going to be watching for the ensuing 13 or 14 weeks. I think people are going to start starting to wonder if they're going to lose during their bye week. That's how bad it was getting. So, you know, I don't think the overall two wins at this point is all that much of a shock. I, I think people probably figured they'd be three and two, maybe four and one in a great scenario. But you know, I think how they lost those three straight games in a row with the offense looking just as bad or worse as it did when the season wrapped up a year ago had people really concerned. Now, you know, they stopped the bleeding with the win against Denver. This is a potential swing game here, and I think the gate started to swing actually last Thursday when Russell Wilson went out for Seattle. If they can beat the Seahawks, uh, go to the bye, you know, they might lose to Cleveland. You know, Cleveland seems to be playing pretty well against them lately. Cleveland's good. But then you get Chicago and Detroit after that. If I told any Steeler fan in the fourth quarter of that game against Green Bay, don't worry, you're going to be 5-4, and four, I think most Steelers fans would take that. So as bad as it looked for three weeks, it doesn't feel quite as ominous now. Yeah, and, and I think you make a great point. And us as fans of any team really have the tendency, this obviously isn't a shock, to overreact on a week-by-week -week basis. I mean, here in Chicago, after that Browns game, it was the end of the world, and everybody assumed the Bears were going to lose to the Lions. And, it, and I'm sure it's been kind of the same sentiment with Pittsburgh. 
you know you have the pieces there. It's just you have the issues with Ben and you have the issues with the injuries, which you can't control. But you bring up the game this upcoming week, Tim, and we were just talking about this because this game has seen significant line movement, and it's been in favor of Pittsburgh. They opened three and a half. They're now up to a five-point favorite at Bet Rivers. His total is at 42 and a half. Look, Geno Smith had some decent looks when he came in this game, but now he's actually got a full game, and the opposing team knows to prepare for him. Five's kind of that awkward spot, but would you look to laying that with your squad? And if not, you know, anything worth actually taking the points with Seattle, or it's maybe the point spread to stay away and you'd get involved with the total? Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards the total, and believe it or not, this is the first time all year I've said this, I'd go with the over. Um, you know, I had been on the under the first four weeks, won the first four weeks on the under, and I thought for sure it would hit last week, and it went over. Um, the Steelers aren't as good as people think they are defensively, uh, but I think they're good enough against Teddy Bridgewater, at least I thought they were. And I thought Denver, you know, for all the fraudulent uh, 3-0 and talk that they had earlier in the season, I thought their defense was pretty good. But a raggedy Steeler offense put up some points. So that was the first time the under missed. And I, I really like the over in this game. Seattle's defense is dreadful. The Steelers at least look NFL quasi-capable on offense the last two weeks. It's not been the horror show that it was for the first three weeks. Uh, I should say the middle three weeks after their win against Buffalo, and even that game wasn't so great offensively. They lose that game if they don't get a block punt. So um, I, I think that I over is going to hit. I think Lockett and, and Metcalf are going to be a nightmare for the Steelers in the secondary. They've been really good at shutting down the other team's number one wide receiver. They've given up huge yards to the other team's number two or three wide receivers, and they haven't faced one that's as good as Tyler Lockett. So if they throw a lot of attention at Metcalf, I think Lockett is bound to have a huge day to get some individual props on him. That's been the book so far in the first five weeks with the Steelers' defense. And, um, you know, I, I think that even though Russell Wilson is out, Seattle will put some points on the board. And I think the Steelers might have to get into the mid-20s to win this one uh, as well, like last week. Okay, so Tim liking the over. Right now it's at 42-and-a-half and very low, so it could be a good look to go that direction. And I like how you brought up the prop. We always love to delve into the props here on Rush Hour, so we'll keep an eye out for Tyler Lockett, see what his numbers are going to be posted at. Uh, Tim, I want to keep it going with some other odds for the Steelers as at this point. Their odds to make the playoffs. Yes is plus 330. The no is minus 455. And then, of course, their win total Seven and a half is the number it's set at at Bet Rivers. The over plus one twenty and the under minus a buck fifty. Any of those worth a play right now, in your opinion? Because I get you know me looking at the win totals a little bit more feasible than the odds to make the playoffs, unless you're betting the yes. And I guess look, if you want to take the under but don't want to lay the minus one fifty, and you assume they have the advantage over the Seahawks this week, I suggest you wait and then attack the under. But what approach would you take with that win total or the odds to make the playoffs? I still think of all those bets, the no is the safest play because, I mean, like I just said, if they get to five and four, so you're nine games in, you've won one over half of them. And they are usually so bad in December. And they have four really tough games against four teams that potentially could be playoff teams in Kansas City, Tennessee, and the two teams in, well, there's three in front of them in the north right now, but uh, Cleveland and Baltimore. So, you know, if you're trying to figure out how do they get in, and with some of those wins I just gave you, those are going to be some NFC teams. Three of those wins might be NFC teams. I still think the safest play of those is to try to get the no um, and, and play it small if they don't make the playoffs. The win total of seven and a half, I could squint and see it. You know, like I, I could I could see them beating Cincinnati the second time around after those first nine weeks that I told you about. Um, maybe they get one against Baltimore or Cleveland just out of familiarity, but that's going to be tough. Like the Steelers in the last four years, lousy at the start of the year, atrocious at the end of the year, great in October and November up until about Thanksgiving. That's where they make their hay. So I think you're going to know about that win total maybe about four weeks early for the Steelers because they're going to have to be really good late and they haven't been against those last four teams, even if a couple of those teams have been disappointing so far. 
All right, Tim, then we got a minute remaining here. What about just overall AFC North odds? Ravens, the favorite, minus 167. The Browns could be a decent look at plus 175. Tough matchup this week. Uh, Bengals 16-1, and then the Steelers 18-1. Who would you be putting your bet on for the AFC North leader at the end of the year? Uh, at the end of the year, I think it's probably going to be the Browns. I still feel like something's going to catch up to the Ravens, although they they might be figuring something out. Uh, allow me to change that opinion based on how things go and what could be a real shootout against Los Angeles this weekend. I, I think they might be having a bit of an awakening with how things are going with Lamar Jackson throwing the ball, at least for a while. Um, you know, Maybe there'll be a little tilt the other way where teams start to take away the pass against Lamar since he's hitting it quite a bit over the last two games, but if they trust Jackson and trust his receivers to catch the ball and get open for him, maybe they're not exposing him to, to, to quite so many hits. You know, I had a change of opinion and went to the Browns after all the running backs got hurt for Baltimore. I'll stick with that now, but uh, I'm wondering about Baltimore here and what Jackson could be by the end of the year with that passing game the way it looked the last couple of weeks. Tim Benz, ladies and gentlemen, at Tim Benz PGH on Twitter. Remember, catch him hosting the Pittsburgh City Cast five episodes a week, presented by Bet Rivers. He'll touch all sports around the Pittsburgh area, especially the Steelers in their upcoming game this weekend. And Tim, always love having you on. Best of luck with all your endeavors, and we'll look forward to talking again soon, my man. Yep, getting some hockey going now, too, with the Penguins underway, so people can listen to that as well. Yes, sir. A big win last night for the Penguins, so be sure to tune in. Tim Bentz, at Tim Bentz PGH. Once again, he'll tweet out all his shows. Catch him wherever you get your podcasts available. But, hey, Steelers looking interesting, too, as is the AFC North. Browns plus 175. Man, that's intriguing. But he's right. I mean, the Ravens seem like they almost haven't figured it out. But with that value plus 175, that is close to pulling the trigger territory. But we'll talk about that next. Wes Reynolds, Beeson host, hopping on Rush Hour. Stick around. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The NHL season has begun, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VSN Hockey Betting Guide is now available, and it's got strategies and best bets for the upcoming season. You get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, which include Andy McNeil. He gives you predictions for teams and players, their win totals, daily betting tips on a game-to-game -game basis, as well as those season-long trends to watch out for. This guide is a must-have and has key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get your digital copy now for only $9.99 at vsin.com slash subscribe. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to Rush Hour. It is vsin, the sports betting network. Danny Burke, your host, and as always, we are live here in the Chicagoland area at the Bet Rivers Sportsbook at the Rivers Casino in the Midwest region, which our next guest is very familiar with, and that's Wes Reynolds, ladies and gentlemen, at Wes Reynolds one on Twitter. Host the Green Zone, along with Dave Ross, Saturdays and Sundays right here on Beeson, gives you pregame, in-game, and post-game analysis. Love giving Wes's thoughts, really, on not only the NFL but college football too, which we'll hit in a little bit. But Wes, let's get right into it with some of the NFL action for week six. And let's start with the first game of the slate being Thursday night football, Bucks and Eagles. Now, it looks like Tom Brady's finger may be a little bit of an issue, but originally it went up to seven, and now you're seeing the buyback come to the Eagles. Lines back down to six and a half. This total has dipped from 53 to 52. What are you expecting out of tomorrow's matchup? Yeah, Danny, I did take seven, and there's still a few sevens out there, but as you said, down to six and a half. You know in a primetime game, this will be a popular teaser play on the Tampa side, and I can't necessarily argue with that, but really looking at Tampa, it's not necessarily Brady in terms of his injury because they can run the ball, and he's probably going to, you know, they're going to be a little bit more run heavy, you would think, than the pass heavy that they were last week because, look, had first career game with 400-plus yards and five touchdown passes last week against Miami. And if you look at the final score, you would think, wow, a blowout. But it really wasn't until the fourth quarter because it was a uh, one-score game, a one-touchdown lead for Tampa Bay, and then they just pulled away from Miami. Brissett was battling a hamstring injury, and you could just kind of tell 
this is going to get away from the Dolphins. But really on Tampa Bay, what you're seeing is they're dealing with a lot of injuries. Now, pretty much the leader of their defense, and I think their best player, Levante David, he is going to miss tomorrow in the linebacking core. Tampa Bay was already down three starters, three opening day starters in their secondary. So I think Philadelphia, if they choose to, they can throw the ball on this team. Now, Jalen Hurts, it was a lot of short passing in the first half. At some point, he at one point, I think he had like two yards of pass attempt. And then he picked it up in, in the second half and was able to make some plays down the field. But when you look at Tampa Bay with all these guys being out now, Winfield is going to be out with a concussion, the safety. Carlton Davis has been on injured reserve. Sean Murphy Bunting on injured reserve. So you're seeing a lot of injuries, and Philadelphia has a couple as well. But I thought that this was a little bit big delay to Philadelphia on the road. And keep in mind, just two weeks ago, Philadelphia was getting the same number against Kansas City. And Kansas City gets away from them in the fourth quarter and covers the six-and-a-half, seven-point spread. So it's like, okay, everybody has Tampa Bay power rated higher in Kansas City. So why is Tampa Bay laying the late number uh, or the same number in a primetime game? So I thought that number looked a little fishy. I'm on the Eagles plus seven. Yeah, and I was kind of hoping it was going to stick there because I was probably going to entertain the thought of taking it. But hey, who knows by game time where this number might go to. But right now, it's trending in favor of Philadelphia. Like you said, though, some spots still have seven if you want to take advantage of it with the Eagles. But Wes, let's kind of move ahead then with the rest of the week six slate. We were just discussing this game at the beginning of the show with the Cowboys and the Patriots because you saw some movement originally go toward Dallas from minus two up to minus four. Currently, it's minus three and a half in favor of the Cowboys. Total went from 48 up to 51 and a half, which I, I'm a little perplexed by just because I'm not sold on this Patriots offense. It's not to say that that's going to factor in per se in terms of the spread, but the total I was kind of you know shocked to see it go that high to the over. And, I, you know, this just seems like it could be a tough spot for Dallas, even though I think they are the better team. So we'll see if it gets back down to three. But with this number at three and a half right now, a total 51 and a half, how are you handicapping it? Yeah, I took four and a half. There's still some four out there on New England. I just think that this is kind of the buy low spot, if you will, on the Patriots. Dallas, by the way, is five and zero oh against the number this season. They're the only team in the NFL that has covered all five games in this season. But now you're paying a little bit of a premium, the fact that they've won three straight games, but they were all at home against teams that probably by the end of the season are going to be 500 or lower. You would think Philly, Carolina, the Giants, probably at best they're going to be close to 500 teams. And the Patriots, I think you're buying low simply because they were down 22 to 9 at one point to the Houston Texans, one of the worst teams in the league, but they were without four offensive line starters who were all out due to COVID-19. So they're getting those guys all back here. New England now has lost three straight home games up in Foxborough Stadium. That's the first time since 1993 that they have lost three straight home games, but you got a max effort 2 weeks ago in the Sunday night game against Tampa Bay. And they really probably could have won the game maybe if Belichick elected to go for that fourth and short and get that field goal for Nick Folk a little bit closer there at the end. But I just think that you're paying a massive premium on Dallas on the road here. So anything three and a half or better, I'd be going with the Cowboys. All right, Wes, this game I'm in love with coming up next. Not in terms. Yeah, no, no, no. We got you. Don't worry. Uh, this next game, I like I said, not that I'm in love with in terms of my bet. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to double down on it. But just because I think it's going to be a great game where we really find out the direction of these teams, and that's Cleveland and Arizona. Now, when this was two and a half yesterday, Wes, I actually teased up Arizona to catch an eight and a half. But now it's back up to three in favor of Cleveland. This total at about 49 and a half, which has moved down from 54. So the under getting some attention, and it seems like the Browns getting attention yet again. Uh, I, I saw your pick for this one, so let me ask you, why do you think Cleveland is the right play here? Yeah, and I, I laid money line here, and you are now seeing three. It was two and a half on the opener. And what you mentioned about the total is true because the early weather forecasts are calling for almost 20-mile-an-hour winds. So that's, I think, going to favor Cleveland, who is a little bit more of a good uh, ground attack. They lead the league in rushing offense. And Arizona, not the best at defending the run. So I think the weather conditions favor Cleveland. And you look at the Cardinals. They are the lone unbeaten team straight up at 5-0. and 
Meanwhile, on the other side, Cleveland became the first team in NFL history to lose when scoring over 40 points, having 500 or more yards, and having no turnovers. And they still found a way to lose at the Chargers on Sunday. So I think that this is a spot where Cleveland is going to kind of show Arizona, okay, you're not quite at the top of the food chain. This is a very good Cardinals team, and they did get a nice win on Sunday against the Niners, but... I just think the matchup is going to favor Cleveland a little bit more. I think Arizona can be exposed a little bit defensively. Cleveland doesn't necessarily need Baker Mayfield to make all these plays down the field when you've got Chubb and when you've got Hunt running the ball so well. So I like the Browns in the spot, short money line. All right, Wes, we got about 90 seconds left. Really quick, I want to touch Monday night football. Then we'll hit college football. Bills, Titans, Buffalo minus five and a half, total 54. What you like here? Yeah, and I don't really love Tennessee as a team, but I do like the spot here. The look ahead on this was two and a half for the Buffalo Bills. And Buffalo, look, when we last saw them, they dominated Kansas City on Sunday night. But plus four in the turnover margin in that game. Derrick Henry, uh, another big performance against Jacksonville on Sunday. So, you know, I slightly upgrade Tennessee on that performance. And they beat this team 42-16 to 16 last year. So I think the Titans are going to be a confident bunch on Monday night. All right, then we'll talk college football here. Some Big Ten action, West Iowa. An 11.5-point favorite against Purdue. This total is 42. What has the makings to be your classic Big Ten battle? Is 11.5 too much for Iowa, though? Yeah, I, I took Purdue here at plus 12. I was hoping to get two touchdowns. I don't think it's going to come there because I think the odds makers know that this Iowa team lives off turnovers. They're number one in the country at plus 15. They've got 16 interceptions, the most in the nation. You're getting Purdue coming in off a bye. Purdue's been struggling a little bit offensively, 13 points exactly in three straight games. But I, look, Iowa was going to get blown out, Danny, if Sean Clifford doesn't get knocked out of the game. They're down 17-3, to and if they get down, they don't have the offense to really come back and necessarily pull away. So I think that this is a very tough spot for the Hawkeyes off that field storing at Kinnick Stadium. Give me the Boilermakers. Okay, West taking the points with Purdue. Maybe a little bit too much for this Iowa offense that has really not been too impressive. The rest of their team is great, but Petra still has some work to do. Wes, we are up against it, my man. But as always, a pleasure talking with you, handicapping the upcoming slate of games. We'll look to catching you this weekend on the Green Zone. Take care. You got it, Danny. Thank you. At Wes Reynolds 1, again, where you can follow him on Twitter. And like we said, the Green Zone, Saturdays and Sunday. Wes Reynolds, Dave Ross, does great work on both days for college, obviously, on Saturday. Everything you need for Sunday. So be sure to check it out on vsan.com slash subscribe while you're watching the games. Coming up next, we will keep it in the NFL, but we're talking futures and some of my college football plays. Stick around. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet River Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and Bet Rivers has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same game parlays in all pro football matchups, plus, they're bringing back the Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have their $1 million Beat the Spread Challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to place your wagers. Offers valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. one 3500 in Virginia and Iowa. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Okay, final segment here as we are wrapping up a midweek edition of Rush Hour on VCD Sports Betting Network. Danny Burke, your host, and we are live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook getting ready for this upcoming weekend full of college football and NFL action. Big thanks to Tim Benz and Wes Reynolds helping us handicap both of those. I'll give out a couple college football plays in just a few moments, but first, it is the end of our Wednesday show, which means we like to take some time and take a look at the NFL futures market. No MVP discussion this week. Didn't have too much interest in it right now. But when I was looking at these updated win totals, one team in particular, just one team stood out to me, and I actually played a bet on them, and that's the Broncos in their win total. Nine and a half is what we're seeing, over about plus 110 or so, under minus 130. Minus 130 is the best number I saw out there. It may be getting skewed. Uh, to about minus 157 like you're seeing now. But I played minus 130 if you do a little bit of searching. Current record for Denver, 3-2. and two. But we know those three games were cupcake opponents. That's why we weren't sold on them when they got their first loss against the Ravens and then this past week against the Steelers, right? And I get it. You know, you might want to wait to bet this under if you think they lose this, or excuse me, if you think they win this week against Las Vegas. But hey, even if they do beat Las Vegas, I'm going into this betting the under thinking they do beat the Raiders. So I'm throwing some now and might even throw again if they end up beating Las Vegas because I am not sold on Denver right now. But let's do like we typically do and that sort the remaining schedule into the winnable, losable, and toss-up games for Denver. Now, the winnable games, of course, this week versus Las Vegas. Okay. Then week eight, you get Washington. Washington hasn't looked great. You get them at home. Uh, you get Philly at home week 10. Detroit at home week 14, and then you get Cincinnati at home in the Mile High City week 15. Now, losable games for Denver. Week 7, you got to travel to Cleveland to play the Browns. Week 9, you got to go to Jerry World and play the Cowboys. Week 12, you got the Chargers, and man, the Chargers are looking pretty mighty. Uh, week 13, you're on the road against Kansas City. Yeah, it's Kansas City who have been struggling right now, but, you know, they're going to have your number. Week 17, then you go on the road against the Chargers. And I understand, you know, a lot of times you imagine them splitting with their division opponents, but I think the Chargers are that much better than them right now, and the Chiefs, still with Patrick Mahomes, are that much better. And then another losable game, you know, getting Kansas City at home week 18. I forgot to throw that one in there. And then you get one toss-up game, and that's playing Las Vegas again week 16, but you're on the road against the Raiders. Who knows what the makeup of this team is going to be with all the mayhem they have endured this past week heading into week 16 on the road, so that's why it's a toss-up game. So for their winnable games, I have five listed right now. Remember, their record is 3-2 and two right now, so that would put them, if they win all their winnable games, that I have listed at eight wins. So even if they win all their winnable games, and heck, we could throw in the toss-up game there against Las Vegas, they're still only at nine wins. So for me... That is a bet based on how I am really power ranking this team and just stacking up the remaining schedule. 
yeah, you're laying a little bit, even if you do get the best number at about minus the buck 30. But I really like this look for the Broncos to stay under nine and a half wins. We've seen, for the most part, what team they actually are after the first three weeks when they go against tougher competition. I know anything can happen with injuries and just a switch of momentum for a squad, but I'm not buying it for Denver. I'm buying low on them in terms of thinking they stay under at least and going under nine and a half wins for Denver minus a buck 30. And again, if they beat Las Vegas this week, get a better price on it. So look to jump on it then if you want to be patient or just bet it again. And I know some people don't like the double down, but I have enough confidence they still stay under it. And I'm curious to see where it moves if they beat Las Vegas. And if they don't, then, well, I jumped in at the right time. But nevertheless, still riding Denver under nine and a half wins for the remainder of this season. That is an official play for the futures market. Let's go to another category, though. And I haven't played anything officially for this one, but I think it's intriguing to delve into. Kind of caught my attention. And this is most receiving yards. This one, you know, looking pretty good uh, to start things off here in this season or really, you know, nearing halfway. We're not there, but we're getting there. Most receiving yards. Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill, uh, Tyree Kill, excuse me, are at the top of the list as your short shots. Devontae's plus 650. Tyreek Hill is plus 650 as well. And then Debo Samuel, how about 9-1, to one, along with Cooper Cup at 9-1, to one, Mike Williams 15-1, to one, along with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. But really, I'm going to note out three guys that I think could be worth a play or just worth discussing the importance of them. And let's start with Devontae Adams, who is the rightful favorite. Now, he leads the league in receiving yards, 579. He is number one in that category. He's also number one in targets with 61. He's also first in receptions, 42, and first in averaging yards per game with 116. The remaining schedule for the Packers, it looks like Devontae will be facing five teams that are currently ranked in the bottom half of DVOA pass defense, and that includes Washington, Kansas City, Seattle, Baltimore, and Detroit. So rightfully so, Devontae, plus 650 is your short shot. Then you got Tyree Kills, your short shot, plus 650. Is it worth the play on Hill? Well, I'm not too sold. Just because I trust Devontae a little bit more so, you know, Tyreek's a little bit banged up right now. This Chiefs team is a little bit in shambles. And, you know, frankly, it's just there's a lot more receiving weapons on Kansas City than there are Green Bay. 516 receiving yards as of this point for Tyreek. That's fourth in the NFL. Targets, he's got 51. That's fifth. Receptions, 37. That is second in the league. And he's averaging 103 yards per game. That is fourth in the NFL. He's also facing five teams that rank bottom half at DVOA pass defense, being Washington, Tennessee, the Giants, the Packers, and then the Steelers. I have more faith in Devontae than I do Tyreek Hill. So I'm crossing out Tyreek Hill. I'm putting Devontae at the top of the list. But another receiver that I think could be a viable option is Cooper Cup. The dude's going off this year. Matty Stafford loves him. He is 9-1 to one to win the award. He's got 523 receiving yards, which is third best in the NFL. He's second in targets with 56. In terms of receptions, he's got 37, also second best. And then he's averaging 105 yards per game in terms of receiving. That is third best. But here's the kicker. He will be facing seven teams that rank bottom half at DVOA. Rams will overall, but even better for Cooper Cup. We'll get to go against the secondary of the Giants, the Lions, the Titans, the Packers, the Jaguars, the Seahawks, and the Ravens. And hey, Houston's technically not bottom half of DVOA pass defense, but it's still the Houston Texans. So I know that you have Robert Woods to compete with, but Matt Stafford loves him some Cooper Cup. Because of the better value and the remaining schedule, if you want to bet this, I think your best two options revolve around Devontae Adams at plus 650 and Cooper Cup at 9-1. to those would, those would be my two guys, really, to bet in terms of NFL leading receiving yards. Take a look at that if you're curious. So that's the other futures area that I was just really intrigued in for this week. Again, the one we officially played was the Broncos under their win total of 9.5. Let's get you some college football action for my official plays for this upcoming week as well, though, before we head out and wrap up another edition of Rush Hour. All right, let's talk about my alma mater. I know, you, you know, if you don't want to take them because you think I'm biased here, even though I fade them most of the time, I get it. But Nebraska at Minnesota is a decent spot here for this upcoming week. We know Minnesota has had a very struggling season with the injury to Ibrahim at the beginning of the year, and they've been incredibly volatile. I mean, they beat Colorado 30 to nothing, but then you lose that home versus Bowling Green, like, my goodness, 14 to 10. Then you go back and beat Purdue 20 to 13. For this game, Nebraska opened up as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They're actually up to a four-point favorite now at Bet Rivers. 
Also minus 186 on the money line. Total is up to 47 and a half. I actually bought this down when it was three and a half. I bought it down to three for minus 125. If you're willing to lay that price or if that line comes back down, I think that's a decent route to take with the Huskers. Who Look, I know they've had these tough losses, but they've been in virtually every single game, right? I mean, the Illinois one was the ugliest, but almost beat Oklahoma. You know, you should have beat Michigan State. And then Michigan, you had your opportunities as well, but Martinez fumbles the ball. Classic Nebraska, I get it. They shoot themselves in the foot. But they are far better than Minnesota as at this point. I get it's on the road, but the excitement isn't there for the Gophers right now. If you can get it to three, look to bet Nebraska. And then finally, we're taking a total in this next matchup in the SEC. What about Auburn and Arkansas? I played over 53. It's actually up to 54 now, but it opened 52 and a half. And it's not recency bias for the fact that a 52-51 game with Arkansas is making me bet the over. But Auburn's put up 35 points per game and Arkansas's put up 32. I just think this is going to be a back and forth effort. So I played the total over 53 for Auburn, uh, Auburn and Arkansas. Nebraska land three and the Broncos under nine and a half wins. As always, best of luck if you tail. We got NFL primetime action coming on tomorrow's edition of Rush Hour. Until then, take care. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.